Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. We are back today talking about another book journey. And I love hearing people's stories of how they came to become an author. When when you're working on a book and as a listener, if you are thinking about writing a book, I encourage you to think of yourself as an author in transformation, that in some ways your book is already written And it's your job to remove the obstacles between you and your completed book. And I had the pleasure of watching today's guest do exactly that, uh, clearing away scrub brush until her book appeared for her. Not to say it wasn't hard, but um, when the, the truth comes out, when you're really a messenger for something greater than yourself, the kind of hard work it is is so different than ripping your hair out and, you know, trying really hard. Um, So I'm so pleased and excited today to be able to share this book journey with you. Shelley Young-Modes is the author of Craving Love, and uh, that did happen to be published with us at Difference Press, so I love having our Difference Press authors here. Shelley, thanks so much for making the time to talk to us today. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited and intrigued to be on the show. Yay. Well, it's really fun. So what we, what my goal is with Book Journeys is to really help people who are where you were a year ago, knowing in their heart that they were supposed to write a book, but not knowing exactly how the heck to get it out of themselves, and to help them to shed some light on what is easy and hard about the process and why they might be struggling just by telling them a little bit more about your journey and how you got to the other side of being an author. So I just want to start today. Craving Love is Shelley's book, and you can find it on Amazon. Um, You can also go to ShellyModes.com, and there's no E in Shelley, so it's S-H-E-L-L-Y-M-O-D-E-S.com. And you can learn more about her there. Um, But Shelley, why don't you talk to us about your book? Tell us what Craving Love is about and why you wrote it. Craving Love is sort of a culmination of a sort of spiritual journey that I started, um, or a personal journey. I guess I unwittingly started when I was first getting divorced. And I was at a really strange place in my life and I just wanted that's what I wanted so bad I wanted that so bad that I I got divorced because there wasn't any of that there so I um, but over the course of a few years I just was seeking a lot of guidance and a lot of help and you know asking a lot of questions and my curiosity got so piqued about what love really was and what relationship really felt like and um, how how you 
fulfill that craving and what it means to be loved and to be a loving person and and to feel love, like not just like someone else's love, but for other people to feel you loving them. So Mm. it really became a big kind of personal project before I knew that it was a story that had to be told. And that's when I And how did you know it was a story that had to be told? When did you decide to write a book? I decided to write a book. Uh, it was exactly a year ago. I think I called <laughs> you maybe within, it's about a year ago, after the my mom passed away, and I had this just deep feeling that there was this story that needed to be told. And it was like a story of my heart. And I have read, I'm a huge reader. I gobble books up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um, I, I knew that this was the kind of story, that what I'd gone through, that could help other people if I told it. And if I told it honestly from my heart. But I really didn't even know how to do that. And I didn't even know where to begin. And I had a friend who had published a book recently about a journey with breast cancer. So I reached out to her and asked her what she did. And I reached out to a friend who I knew had public, had his hands in publishing and another person who was a promoter. And then your um, program pops up one day and I was like, I'm gonna, I'll look into that. Like I want to know all these different ways that this could be done. And after talking to you, I knew that you were the right guide for me. Uh, you've every people the things I need keep finding me, which uh, so I trust mm-hmm. that. And um, I love that. Decided that this was the way to go, and that I, after speaking to you, I knew that you would help me get to the right to the core of what I was trying to say and what I was trying to do. So let's talk about actually writing the book. And because I think one of the things that trips people up is they feel like they're too busy, it's hard to make time, or they sit down and they don't know what to say. So what was your writing process like? Did you write every day? Did you write in big bursts? Did you just write when you felt like it? what, What was writing like for you? And what did you do if you didn't know what to say? Or did that even happen? So I started out writing, first I listened to your program and did exactly what you laid out, you know, come up with your ideal reader, the 10 steps that you outlined in your book um, and the difference process. And, you know, those important things before I ever started writing. So I had a really clear vision of, what was to be written, who it was to be written to, what it was about, and what question it was going to answer, and or what problem it was going to solve. And and it turned into more of a conversation, and I just mm. followed that. But at the beginning, um, I, I was more technical about it. And then when big stuff happened in my life that stopped me in my in the process, the process kind of changed. So I did write in small chunks of time at the beginning because of I was home, uh, children. I you know just took like an hour here and an hour there, but I knew I had deadlines that we outlined with the editor, and I had to meet those deadlines with content. 
but then when I, after I got past the major hurdle, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but um, I took five days and went away by myself, and I sat, I didn't just sit down, I actually came up with a plan of how I was going to take care of myself while I wrote this book, and I was alone, but then, and I laid the whole book out, just the little notes, like your book basket idea, or where you collect all the ideas that you have for your book, I put those Mm -hmm. all out, so I set up my whole, like, writing shrine slash desk slash table slash this is where it's all going to magic it's going to happen and I kind of set myself up for what's got to happen by it's going to happen here and it has to be done by this but before you leave uh but you got to take care of yourself like you can't just sit there and stare at the computer so I turned it into and like so a, what tell me about taking care of yourself while you were writing. What were some of the what does that mean to you? What were some of the things you did to take care of yourself during this process? I have to tell you that that was probably the best thing that Ginger the editor said to me before I left. She said, "Can you send me a schedule of your writing, but I what I really want to know is how you're going to take care of yourself." So, I actually wrote it all out. I wrote every day and I wrote the things that I have to do for myself to make myself feel full before I get started doing anything. And the first two things I have a spiritual practice that I do in the morning and then I have to eat. If I don't, if I'm not full, I don't have anything to pull from. So that, those were two things. And then I wrote in the breaks and I wrote exactly what I was going to do on the breaks. And I do, I do Pilates and um, I take a bar class. So I, before I left, I found a place to do those things there. So I scheduled a Pilates class, a bar class, and then I also scheduled a massage. So those were within that time frame. I happened to be at the mm-hmm. beach, so I did. I put in bike rides. I put in go out to lunch at your favorite restaurant. And on the last day, if I when I finished, I could take myself out to dinner at this restaurant that my mom and I love, love, love. So. I wrote all those things in there, and they were actually colorized because I'm a little kooky like that. But so I, and when I got to a point where I was writing, and I would go, "Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't think, I can't think." I'd look at my schedule and I'd go, "Oh, it's time to go bike ride, or it's time to go to bar class," and I'd get up and go do it, and I'd come back, and it just then when I was writing, the stuff was just coming out, and I'd look back and go, "Wow, I wrote all that. I wrote that." You know, I'm doing it. It's such an amazing feeling. So tell me the role that support played in your process. So it sounds like, you you know, you had our team and you had an editor. Were there other people in your life that knew you were writing a book? And if so, did you feel supported by them? And how did that show up? Yes, there were other people that knew I was writing a book, and especially my children, and I did get some pushback on this little four-day pilgrimage journey type thing, but I um, realized, I said to them, I'm going to need you to to just give me this moment. And so they were, whenever I spoke to them, they were fully supportive. I didn't get the, you know, the whining or the, when are you coming home, you know, type thing. They made me feel very supported. And my community totally rallied up. They, I have this, amazing 
uh, community of people, when we need help, we there's other mothers standing in line to help, you know, and people that mm. pick up my slack. And so I, yeah, I did have, I had support for while I was gone and um, while I was writing for my kids. And my ex-husband, he, he rallied just like a dad should and did and, and really, you know, gave me the blessing, go, go do it, go do what you got to do. And I did. So, so many people want to write a book and they don't get it done. What do you think was different for you? Uh, What do I think was different for me? Why do you think you finished when so many people don't finish? I finished because I knew I was the only person that could finish it. No one else could do it. And I, I wanted it. I wanted that. It was like having your baseball card. You know, if you're a kid and you just your dream is to have this baseball card and you have to do the things that it takes to get that even when you don't think you can do it. Even in the moments where you're like, there's no way I'm going to do this. You have to find it in you to say, no, I want this baseball card more than anything else. I wanted this book more than anything else. Mm. And so the only person that could make that happen was me. Yeah. I think so much of it is that we don't realize that we, sometimes we want to want something more than we actually want it. Sometimes we choose to kind of stay stuck and keep grabbing for something. But when you really want it, it feels, exactly like you're describing, like this has to happen and I'm going to do it even if it means I have to somehow extricate myself from my life for four or five days, but it's going right. to happen. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Well, let's talk about you. When did you publish? So I published in December. Uh, I originally so started it's... out with with a different date, but I published in December. Okay, so it's been three or four months in the time since your book has been out. What what are some of the best things to come out of being an author for you? And maybe they're unexpected or maybe it's, you know, something that you totally wanted and you got. But tell me what some of the things that have happened to you are. So the best things that have happened, the most fulfilling thing that has happened is when people say something to me when they've read the book and they tell me how it helped them or I highlighted this or you know, I wrote this book to somebody who was going through divorce and it might help them, but I've had teenage girls read it and they text me and say, I highlighted this, you helped me so much. You know, I I loved this part or I'm so glad I read this part. Just day before yesterday, I was in the grocery store and I was running out and someone was running in and she stopped and she goes, I read your book. I don't have time to talk about it, but thank you. I, it was just what I needed right then, and keep doing what you're doing. And that's all she said. And so that that's the best thing. If I didn't make one penny off that book, that made me feel like I did. I made a difference for one yeah. person. Um, the other thing, the biggest other thing, <laughs> is the that your your show is about authors in transformation. And what I didn't know, and what I I didn't know that it was going to transform me. 
that this I'm gonna start crying that this thing was gonna um, be so transformational for me personally that it was so literal because of what has happened since I wrote the book and the people that it has drawn to me and the the experiences it's drawing to me and the kind of just learning experience that I'm getting from it and what I'm what I thought I was supposed to do with my life is unfolding in a deeper more beautiful way and the stories that will come of it will I just know will have deep meaning for other people so the transformation part was so much bigger than just being transformed into an author because that's huge and um, I'm so proud of that alone but the deep personal and spiritual transformation that has happened is is just incredible. There's something so powerful about a book and I'm not sure exactly why, like I'm totally fascinated by it, but somebody could know all the same things, like everything in that book could all be things that you, you know, thought before you wrote them. But when you take that move of stepping out and putting it out publicly, it's like I see my authors shifting into this newer version of themselves. It's like they've outgrown their old pants and they're like wearing new pants. And yeah. it's fascinating to watch. <laughs> you look around and like, just, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 I mean, I love the grocery store story because it's so little, um, but it's really like you change and all the experiences around you start to change. And you're like, where did that come from? I just wrote a book. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so what was different than you expected? The day that you signed up to write your book with me, um, Obviously, during anybody's writing process, life happens, right? Kids get sick and, you know, people break their wrists. Lots of things happen. Um, But what for you throughout the process was unexpected and that surprised you uh, about either the process of writing or publishing or promoting? And they could be good surprises or it could be things that were maybe a little disappointing. About the book itself. The, the publishing process itself? Uh, either that, writing, publishing, promoting, you know, when you imagine your life as an author and what that was going to be like, how is it different from what you imagined? When I imagined my life as an author, I'm not sure I imagined my life, like, beyond the moment that the book was in my hand. So mm-hmm. that alone has been delicious. I mean, to, to use your word, I didn't even – it's been so – juicy and luscious, this life as an author, uh, especially the moment when someone asks you to sign their book, because that, you just, wow, that's so, such a wow moment. Um, I didn't find anything see, I think disappointing. Because what you just said is, I think what most people, uh, you know, most people picture writing. So they have the idea, and they probably picture writing, the act of sitting in front of their computer or a notepad. And then they're not really picturing life after the book is done. Maybe they can get up to that moment where they're holding their book in their hands for the first time. Yeah. And then the, then that's it. The world falls off the edge of the planet. 
Yeah. So what are it those was fun, though. Thinking? Like, it was fun. It was fun writing it, even though there was crazy shit happening. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but it was, I, I had fun. Like, the whole process was fun. And now it's even more fun. It's That's fun. Awesome. It's fun to be an author. It's fun to have people say, can I, can you sign my book? It's fun. It's, it's fun that I'm sitting here talking to you on Blog Talk Radio. I'm having fun. I didn't realize how much fun I was going to have. I was hoping. So I will tell you that a lot of people do not associate writing and particularly writing a book with fun. Um, so for a lot of people, it sounds like torture and or hell. Um, and so I think part of why it was fun for you was that it was a choice for it to be fun. Um, yeah. But why, but, but why, why else? What, do you, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to write a book but they feel like it's really hard and no fun at all, but they still feel like they should write a book or they could write a book, so they're going to try, but it feels well, if, really hard. Do you hard. feel like you should or you feel like you could and so you're just going to try? That doesn't sound like you want to. But if you really mm-hmm. want to, then I would say go into it with the mindset of, like, this is going to be fun, and when it's and when I'm done, it's going to be even more fun. Right? I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's just a choice. It really is. It's a, a choice. choice. It is. Yep. I mean, if, you, if if it's like work. If this is going to be your work, like, I, I want this to be my work. I want to have a good time. If it's going to be your work and you're going to look at it like you're cleaning the toilet, well, then it's going to suck. Right. And that's no fun. Right, and it didn't suck. So I'm sitting here telling everybody that it didn't. It, it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't like, oh my god, my editor is going to call me and I'm not going to have shit to say. It was like, okay, here's what I wrote. Tell me what you think. You know, um, tell me, mm. tell me what's next. What's next? That's how I. Well, felt. let's talk like, about that because sharing your writing with a paid editor or even a friend, um, sometimes that can be really scary. So, and you might feel like it's not good enough or it's not done enough or it's not perfect enough. Were there times when you felt like it was, it was hard to, it was hard to share that? I think share when I first, to get feedback. When I first sent it, like the first couple chapters when I sent it, I just had, I'm like, what if she comes back and says, you stuck at this, you know, then, then what am I going to do? How do I do it better? You know? But she didn't say that, thank goodness. And if she did, I guess I would have dealt with it. But she she just guided me carefully and gently, which maybe that she knew that's what I needed at the time. Um, so, yeah, it's with trepidation and anticipation, like what's she going to say and when's she going to say it? Uh, but, but once she got into it, I feel like, you know, your editor's there to support you and and bring you out, not not chop you down and go so that you close up. She's there to they're there to open you up. That's what it felt like. You you got some uh you got some negative reviews, I know, on Amazon. How did you how did you deal with some of the lizard voices in your head or, or some of your feelings about maybe people that didn't always say supportive things like your editor did? 
so that is a very interesting thing to bring up because I I did read those and I was like, oh, gosh, you know. And you could take those to the bank and be like, okay, I must not be very good. And they're right. But there were so many more that were not like that that I was like, okay, that's just them. And then to qualify them, I kind of qualified them as to how, you know, how much I should take of their like I took it, how much of their criticism I, I should take as their own thing and how much I should take as, okay, well, next time, how could I do it better? So mm-hmm. I did reach out. I reached out to both of the people that are the people that wrote the negative reviews, and I asked one of them if they would be willing to talk to me about um, what was missing so that in my next book I could address it because I have a next book that mm-hmm. would follow along this one. And I really wanted their perspective because I understood where she felt left off. And I felt like I was in that place with her. So I wanted to know if she would speak to it with me so I could use it in the next book, which is called Seeking Truth, which I hope, depending on when it feels like being birthed, I hope it's this year. That's exciting. And the other one, that feels like the a other, series. Is there a third yeah. one? Yeah. Yes. What's that? The third one, yes. I do have a third one already in mind. So Creating Love. It? Does seeking, it have a name? Seeking, yes, it does. Finding Joy. Oh, I love this. Did you know it was a series when you started? I didn't know it was a series when I started, but it started so coming did, to me. I was going to say, how did your book tell you it was really part of a series? Uh, somewhere in that book, it was... It said, this is not the end. You know, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. You have Mm -hmm. a lot more to do. You have a lot more to say. Um, Yep. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I am so excited about your future books. Um, We've got about a minute left, and before we go, I just wondered if – there was anything that you wanted to leave as as words of wisdom to somebody who truly wants to make a difference in a world in the world with a book and just doesn't know how to get started or how to get their book done what what would you leave them with I would say speak to the person that knows how to get it done you don't have to figure everything out yourself. You go to someone who's the best at it, and you were the best at it. You are the best at it. You mm. do the process. You have the right process, and you know you're a marketing genius, and you definitely have a clear path to published author. And I'm I'm living proof. I'm living proof. Well, I was not looking for a plug there, but I will take it because I loved working with you and because whether it's with me or anyone that you in your heart feel connected to, I, I have mentors for the goals that are important to me, and I recommend that to anyone having a, a coach if a goal is really important to you. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing with excellence, and I love that we work so well together Um but there are lots of great people out there, but I, I love the advice of don't go it alone. Um, and find someone who really is a hell yes for you, whoever right. that is. So, but thank you. Right. Uh, thanks for the kind words, and thank you so much for your work. 
your book has been very powerful in my life and I know in lots of other people. So Shelley Young Modes is the author of Craving Love, which you can find on Amazon. And you can learn more about Shelley on ShelleyModes.com. Shelley, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Angela. Thank you for having me as a guest. And thank you for all that you did to get my book out into the world. Well, thank you. And we will be back next week, changing the world one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.